Welcome back to the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. In this episode, I speak with Inner Circle member Jenny. And we cover a lot, but mainly how to develop a more balanced relationship with both food and exercise and the gym and fitness overall. I hope you enjoy the episode. If you do, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. They've been helping a lot. And don't forget, if you'd like to join the Inner Circle, we have literally hundreds of home and bodyweight workouts for you. You can join at www.sfinnercircle.com. Enjoy the episode. Hey, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. What are you up to? Um, Nothing, exactly nothing. I've just got the kids to bed and now I'm here. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to get on the phone with me. I really, really appreciate it. I'm excited about this. Uh, wh- where are you based? Uh, I'm in the UK. Cambridge. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. What time is it there right now? Uh, nine. Okay. So getting a little bit late. All right. Well, I, I don't want to keep you, but I'm very excited to speak with you. I, uh, I read through, through all your emails and, uh, I, there's a lot to discuss. So I don't want to put anything in any words in your mouth. I sort of just want you to take the floor and, and begin. And I'd actually love to just hear a little bit more about yourself before we dive in. Just tell me more about you so I can get to know you better. Um, okay, that, that's a that's a very broad question um, about me. <laughs> it is, it uh, is. My main thing at the moment is my kids. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I've got three little kids. They are three, four and a half, and six. Um, so life at the moment is just messing around with them. Um, this whole like stay-home stuff, it kind of hit us. There's never a good time for it, obviously, but it kind of hit us at as good a time as it could come really because like they're old enough that they're kind of independent and not like Mm -hmm. little babies all over me all the time um but also young enough that they can just play and I have to do any like serious homeschooling or anything Mm. um you know throwing little bits here and there but it's it's a very I feel weird saying this it's a relaxed time for us at the moment it's Um, it's it's we're very lucky um situations as good as it can be at the moment. Um, so yeah, we're feeling good. Um, good. And you did I, I saw in your email you said that you you actually got coronavirus. Um, probably yes. So like in the UK, they don't actually test you unless you end up in hospital. Um, and I was mild enough that I managed at home all the time. But I mean, the symptoms are pretty clear cut. Um, yeah. And so that that knocked me out for. A good couple of weeks is very like up and down. I'm kind of semi reluctant to say too much about it because I don't want people like comparing or I don't know. I don't want to inadvertently sound like I'm going to start giving medical advice or (laughs) um, people to, you know, people take things the wrong way all the time. And, um, yeah, well, I, I think wanna... uh, it's a hundred percent up to you. Whatever you'd like to discuss. I know in your email you, you said that was something you wanted to bring up, but it's it's a hundred percent up to you, and and uh, you can ask anything and everything you would like. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I just found that it was it's something that I found actually very difficult to talk about because people react so wildly differently. Um, when I said I was having symptoms, some people were just outright panic. Um, which I thought was strange. I was like, I'm fine. But then on the other hand, there's other people who are just like, well, yeah, okay. 
no big deal. And I was like, no, I'm really sick. Hey, give me some sympathy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, it kind of, I guess, feeds into what I was thinking about. This, that, like, there's always, in every aspect of, like, health and fitness and nutrition and everything, there's always, like, the two extremes. And, like, I always feel like the answer to any question, health and fitness related, is always, like, in the middle somewhere. It's always, like, it depends. And um, I just kind of wanted to chat with you a bit about finding the right kind of middle ground um for all it could be for anything um so I'll start off with an example I guess I mean you've probably answered this several times recently in your Instagram stories or whatever about your M&Ms that you've got yeah yeah big yeah jar of M&Ms um Su- Susan sent them to me yeah that's amazing I love that yeah. um, and like you love them. You obviously love them. And you said how much you wanted them before you got them. And now you have this huge jar and it's lasted. Have you still got it? Yeah, I still have it. I can actually. It's been like a couple of weeks, maybe. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's actually, it's been about a month now. I think it's been about a month. Actually, maybe three, three, three weeks is more, is more accurate. Three weeks. So like so many people, myself included, when there's something that you want that much, um, it would not last that long. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't have it in the house because it will all go. Um, I guess, like, a question to kind of direct this conversation would be, like, are there any foods for you which you know you can't have around because you'll just eat the entire thing? Yeah. Or yeah. Um, I mean, have there been foods like that in the past which you've gotten over and you're now able to just have a little bit of? In the past, yes. Uh, and if you actually... I, I have a pretty significant amount of content um, when, for when, and I, I said for a long time, if I had pretzels in my house, the entire bag would be gone. Um, and so I think my own, I, I think one of the things that, that I think is one of the things that drives my passion for talking about what I talk about and also helps me relate to people better is that. I struggled with anorexia. I struggled with uh, disordered eating. I struggled with binge eating, and I was very fortunate enough to be able to work my way through it. Um, and so I've sort of went from a very, very dark place to developing a very healthy relationship with food. And there has absolutely been times in my life when having pretzels in the house, like I couldn't do it or else the entire thing would be gone, or having peanut butter in the house, I couldn't do it or the entire thing would be gone. Um, and now I'm at a point where I'm very fortunate. I mean, I haven't binged in the better part of a decade. Uh, and I can have something like M&M's or peanut. I can have whatever I want in the house. I get ice cream in the house. I have uh, whatever. And, and I, I don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, that being said, I think what's really important to remember is in the same way, I think it's very easy to conceptualize progression when it comes to exercise. So, for example, uh, when someone goes into the gym for the first time, they've never worked out, a personal trainer might understand, first you need to teach them how to hip hinge properly. Then from the hip hinge, you could go to the kettlebell deadlift and the kettlebell deadlift to a trap bar, trap bar to sumo, sumo to conventional. And you see this clear progression laid out. It just makes sense based on the movement. Uh, and that's, you wouldn't just take a beginner and be like, all right, we're gonna have you go to this this bar and have you do a snatch. Like it just makes no sense yeah. whatsoever. 
Uh, with nutrition, I think it's more difficult for people to conceptualize this progression for a number of reasons. I don't think it's as easy to see. Like you can't physically see necessarily where somebody is at, whether somebody else or yourself. It's not a tangible or vis vis visible uh, occurrence. And and I think it's it's also something that when you're at the gym and you're working out and you see this progression, it's something that you can go, you can work on, you can leave. And there are also times where you don't necessarily even need to work out, right? Maybe you're injured or like you just are without a gym. Working out doesn't necessarily – it's not going to be there all the time necessarily. Eating is always there. You always have to eat no matter what. Uh, and I think that creates a separate issue that makes it a little bit more deeply ingrained and, and oftentimes harder to overcome and harder to progress. And, and the thing I really want to outline here is my progression from – anorexia from from wrestling and disordered eating and binge eating to where I am now it didn't happen like this it didn't happen overnight it didn't happen over a year it didn't happen over three years it happened over the better part of two decades um, and and I think that we need to we need to really understand this progression model and maybe it's something I need to do better at communicating I don't think maybe I don't communicate it enough uh, and, and that's something I can work on but it is a progression. It is a progression to go from one place to another, and just because you might not be able to handle having certain foods in your house now doesn't mean you won't be able to in six months or a year or three years down the road. Sure. Um, what kind of things do you think might help push you in the right direction with that? Because, um, I, I mean, I know you talked before about um, – how do you put it? Find um, having periods of imbalance before you mm -hmm. can find the balance. Exactly. Kind of going to from one extreme to the other, and then finding the right spot in the middle. Um, like something that's stuck in my head is um, in a previous podcast of yours, you talked about. I think it was maybe a client of yours from a while ago, and you said that she had to give up drinking, and. Um, and she just gave up entirely and then for a while and then got great results and then from there was able to just bring it back in a little bit. Yep. That's something I have really struggled with because I can, like, generally I have a drink pretty much every night mm -hmm. um, or, like, every night, let's face it. Um, <laughs> I'm not getting wasted every night. I just finish the, that's how I finish the day. Yep. And, um, and so every few months, I want to just kind of check that I'm not like dependent on it or whatever, and I give it up. And um, I've never had a problem giving it up completely. So I can have it every night, or I can have it not at all, and both are absolutely fine. That's amazing. But there is no middle ground with me whatsoever. Um, like once I start having it a couple of times a week, then I just want it every night again because I'm just mm -hmm. like I feel like I enjoy it. Um, and it's never kind of, I've never found a way to make sense of just having it sometimes. And, um, yeah, I don't know if you have any like insight into, I mean, it could happen with other things. Like I quite often I don't have cookies in the house just because I don't really like them that much. Um, well, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe I like them too much. But, like, I mean, I don't. Like, I don't miss them when they're not there. And then when I do have them in the house, like, like with those, I'm okay with just having a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so there's some things that you can just sort of build in a little bit, but then others, yeah, it's it's really one extreme or the other. Um, well, so you bring up a wonderful point and discussion that we can go off on. Uh, the first thing I want to say is you being able to only have one glass a night in for many cases is moderation, right? So, and finding the middle ground, it oftentimes is dependent on the individual because I mean, for some people, if they're going to drink every night, then they're going to get wasted every night, right? So that's like more, more going towards an alcoholic perspective and, and you being able to not drink at all clearly says that you have an okay relationship with it. You're not dependent on it. It's not like a, an addiction. You can stop it. It, from what it sounds like to me is that if you decide you're going to be including it in your diet, you end up having it every day. And that's just, that's just what you do, but it's not multiple on multiple drinks on multiple drinks every night. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. So I will say already you do have some semblance of moderation in that you're not having multiple drinks every single night. And if you decide to stop, you can stop. I think, and this makes a lot of sense, especially when you really start to understand more behavior and and psychology, what you're doing is you're creating what are called bright lines. You're either not allowed to drink at all, or you're allowed to drink. And it's very clear. And when you give yourself the, the green light to, okay, I'm allowed to drink. Then essentially you just do it every night because you're allowed to, and you're doing it one at a time. If that became a two or three or four or five drinks a night thing every night, and it was very hard to stop, then that would be a, a different story. The other thing you're doing is like you get through periods of time where you say, you know what, I'm not going to drink anymore, and you stop. And it's easier mentally and emotionally. It's physiologically and psychologically less stressful when you just make a clear line of I am never doing this or I am doing this versus yeah. being a little bit more ambiguous with it, and which is why – it will be helpful for you if this is something you want to change to be more specific with what exactly it is you want to do. So for example, if you want to be more moderate with it uh, rather than just having it every night, then I would imagine that if you said something to the effect of, okay, I can drink, but I can only have one drink a night, three nights per week. If you make that specific of an outline for yourself, I have a feeling that it's going to be way easier for you because now you have a clear plan. This is it. I can have one drink a night, three nights a week. So on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I'm going to have my drink of wine or whatever you drink, and that's it. What do you think about that? Does that seem more helpful or not at all? That is something that I actually did towards the end of last year. Um, I tried that out. I was like, right, I'm going to do it. I think it was four nights a week I was allowed to drink and I think this is what really triggered it in my head as realizing how much I struggle with the middle ground here um because I did it and I stuck to it and like four nights and I I kind of work out I'd be like okay what am I having for dinner that like which nights and which nights would be good to have a wine or like when am I working out I try not to drink before the day I was going to work out the next morning whatever Mm -hmm. that's perfect And, um, and then I hated it I just hated it. Like the nights I found like the nights where I wasn't allowed a drink or wasn't planning to have one, I really, really wanted it. And then there were other nights where I was just like, didn't even really want it, but it was a drinking night. So I had it anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I mean, I came out of all that and I just thought like, this is really dumb. And so I thought, okay, from now on, I'm just going to think like, do I actually want this drink Mm -hmm. or am I just doing it out of habit? Um, And if I want it, have it. And if I don't, don't just have it for the sake of it. Um, Which, I mean, that makes sense so far, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that, then that pretty quickly just slid back into me just having it every night for the sake of it without really thinking of it. Um, yeah, I guess maybe I just do always enjoy it and it's just something that you're right, like the moderation is in me just not having it like starting in the afternoon and then going all the way through till three in the morning. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, does does it negatively impact you in any way? No, no, I don't think so. Okay, then that's amazing. Do Do you have anything aside from alcohol, like any foods or any, any um, anything else in terms of nutrition, perhaps, or or exercise that you have difficulty moderating? Um, the other thing which I thought of actually was uh, with regards to workouts, um. So I'm one of these people who goes regularly. I mean, it's usually I do like the gym three times a week in normal times. And then one kettlebell workout at the weekend, which is like a class. Um, So I'm very like regular with that. And then the thing I have trouble with is skipping a workout. Um, Like if I get sick or if I'm just like really, really tired, um, you know, some mornings where you just don't want to go. And I I generally, like, I will always just kind of push through and it's not always the right choice. Um, I will say that I have made progress with this because, like, a year or two ago, um, if I ever got sick and had to miss a workout, I'd, like, I'd, like, chalk up all the workouts that I'd missed and then I'd have to fit them in, like, the following week. So I'd be working out, like, every day the following week to, like, make up for it. Mm-hmm. And I don't do that anymore. I'm like, I'm able to like let go. And be like, no, I really am sick. Can't do it this week. But it's the kind of like again the like middle ground, like in between. It, I'm feeling not quite right. Like I really struggle with going and just doing a little bit of something, or just getting a bit of movement in, which I know is the right thing to do, or to just go and try it out. And if it feels good, fine. And if it doesn't, stop. Like, I will never stop. Once I go in there, I'm, like, finishing everything that I've got on the page, uh, whether I like it or not. Um, it's always this feeling of just, like, am I just being lazy? Am I just a bit tired? And, yeah, do I just need to, like, suck it up and get on with it? Um, yeah, so I always kind of err on the side of, like, just doing it. And um, it's not, yeah, it's not always the right thing to be doing. Um why do you say I don't that? Know. Why don't why do you think it's not the right thing to be doing? Oh, cuz I'll come back and like have like thumping headaches and feel worse and like be unable to get up for the rest of the day cuz I really should have just slept or like you know some nights I've just only had a couple of hours sleep and I really, like I would be much better off and it would be much better for me to just take a nap rather than going to the gym. Mm-hmm. But I How of often do you work out right now? Um, yeah, three times a week in the gym and then one sort of kettlebell hit workout at the weekends. Um, 
obviously not doing that at the moment, but I'm trying to sort of copy that as closely as I can. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, so you're doing three times a week plus one. And so, and I just want to clarify, so I, I fully understand sometimes like in order to get those three times a week in, you'll suck it up if, even though you shouldn't. Yeah. How often do you think that happens? Hard to say, like once a month, maybe or twice, once or twice a month. Okay. Um, so once or twice a month. And what what would you like to have happen instead? I don't know. I guess I would like to be better at saying to myself, like, I don't feel good today. I'm better off staying home. And then just to be able to just let go of it and then just not. Because if I, I feel like if I do do that, I sit at the home like slightly on edge the whole time think like, oh, I should have gone. Or should I? Like, I, I'm fine, really. I should have gone. Um, so I, let's yeah, say. I just can't let, let go of the things that I'm skipping. Let's say you you do what you say you want to do, which is like you let yourself sleep in. You take a break because maybe you have a headache, whatever it is. You stay home what what happens if you stay home like do you do you get mad at yourself do you guilt yourself do you feel bad like what happens if you actually do what you think is the right decision i just get very like angsty and sort of doubting myself of doubting whether i actually needed to take the break and sort of almost judging myself for being lazy and soft and like you see these posts all the time of like oh I didn't want to go but I went anyway and it felt great and I was like maybe I should have gone and I should and I'd feel great and I'm just sitting at home feeling crappy and annoyed is this something you struggle with in general in in life like either being too hard on yourself or or comparing yourself to other people yeah like I want to say no but yeah probably I do um yeah, I push myself always, and yeah, I'm always comparing myself to people like way out of my league. So yeah, it's, yes is the answer to that. So what are your fitness goals right now? Oh man, that's a good question. That's a big <laughs> question. We could do a whole other podcast on that. Um, I'm, I'm, I could stay here for hours. It's you <laughs> and me today, Jenny, so there's no rush. Um, <laughs> What are my fitness goals? Um, so, like, I went through a big phase of, like, working on the big three lists, basically, and kind of just before it all hit the fan a few weeks ago, um, I actually kind of tested all my big three, and I was, like, pretty happy with the numbers, and I was kind of actually looking forward to taking a bit of a break lifting-wise anyway and just kind of keeping things ticking over, keeping things moving, working. Uh, but not going so intense for a little while um, because I have been I've been training in the gym for almost a year uh, I think I started in yeah in April last year and then gyms closed in March um, so I've been just been riding this like this wave of like beginner gains and it's all been very fun and all the numbers keep going up and I just, it's been feeling great and it's just been starting to like level off and it's harder to see improvements and I know that's part of it 
Um, but it's been a bit of a mental shift um, between like, yes, let's get the numbers up, 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 to be like, right, let's see improvements elsewhere. And, um, and yeah, I think before everything changed, I was kind of heading into a stage of, I actually want to dial everything back in a bit, drop the weights and like really, really, really nail all of my form on everything. Like I've got a bit of a niggling back issue. Um, so I want to like rehab that and just make sure my form on everything is perfect. Make sure everything's like really, really solid and then slowly build it back up again. Um, so that's not like a rock solid training goal, but that is kind of where my head is training wise at the moment. Um, yeah. Building up the big three. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still keen on that. I'm just kind of laying like a really solid foundation for that, especially now that I'm working out at home and I don't have all the kit. So it's like, well, I'm lifting lighter, so let's just make sure everything I'm doing is perfect. So what it, I'm very interested in breaking down the sort of the guilt or the shame or or trying to develop a, a better relationship around health, fitness, nutrition, working out in general. Um, but before we go down that, I, I want to know, is that – is that what your main focus is like with you and me? Like if there's, if there's one thing I could help you with, would it be about how to have more of a holistic view of all of this, how to have a better mindset towards this, how to have more moderation in general with your mindset or is there something else? No, that, that, that's it. <laughs> okay. So, so let me ask you this. Why do you think in with both, with drinking uh, each night in relative moderation, uh, with going to the gym three times a week plus one time a kettlebell workout, with maintaining a, a very healthy lifestyle overall, why do you think you're still hard on yourself even though you're actually having a very healthy lifestyle from what you've said? I think it's just a matter of not being able to let go like make a decision of like I'm either going today or I'm not going mm -hmm. and then just letting go of all the what ifs that come with it so it's like if I'm not feeling great I will usually just go to the gym anyway and end up feeling worse and I spend the rest of the day thinking like oh what if what if I didn't I would be so much better off and um what are the what ifs like for each scenario what are the what ifs like, what if I had stayed home instead and I feel a lot better, I have a lot more energy for the rest of the day, and then, you know, that feeds into everything I do with my kids once I pick them up from school, I can look after them a lot better. Um, yeah, versus if I had skipped the workout, it's like, what does that mean? Like, I'm... I'm behind on where I want to be. I'm just not. <laughs> I cringe to say this. I'm not making the progress that I want to make, even though I know that obviously skipping one workout is not the end of the world with that. But it does nag in my mind, you know. I can't. 
I'm not going to pretend I don't have those thoughts very much. I'm not, yeah. Like, I'm not being the absolute best that I could be, you know? I totally get it. And, and I think I would be lying if I said that that I had the definitive answer to this. But I, I do have some thoughts and ideas. My My question is, in your heart and in your gut, and in, in your instinct, like in, in your best self and most honest and true self, what do you think the best, what do you think you need to do in terms of based on how consistent you are with the gym, based on how consistent you are, based on, on everything you do, do you think, and, and there's no right or wrong answer here. I am truly asking you for your opinion. Do you think the right decision is to the vast majority of times say like, Hey, come on, suck it up, go. Or do you think the right decision is, Hey, I'm very consistent. I should, I know that if I'm, if I actually feel like I shouldn't go to the gym, then I know myself well enough that it's probably means I should stay home from the gym. And again, there's no right or wrong answer. I'm just wondering what you, what your opinion is of yourself, knowing yourself so well. Um, I think, like, with hindsight, of all the times I've gone and just done something, I think the right thing would have been to have listened to my body and said, no, I'm going to skip today. Why do, you, why do you think that? Uh, just because I've seen what happens after. I've done it too many times. And then, yeah, regretted it. I've regretted it more than I have been happy about it, let's say. Um, it's a great answer. It, yeah. It's it's probably the best answer because you've done it. You've consistently tried it, and you've regretted it. Yeah. Now the only other option would be to try the other way. And I know the other way you said the main option is feeling at home on edge that you didn't go. Let me ask you this. Objectively now, looking at the situation logically and objectively, not emotionally, which one of those would you be more proud of? Which option, either going to the gym when you don't feel good or staying home because you don't feel good, which one would you be more proud of? And again, there is not a right or wrong answer to this. I'm very honestly asking you, which one would you be more proud of? I think, like, from where I am now, I need to get more comfortable with letting go and staying home and and being okay with that and not having the freak out that I am losing progress, you know. Um, so, yeah, if I could stay home and actually, yeah, as you say, like, take pride in that and see it as a win rather than... Yeah, seems it and, is. And why? Like, unique. what happens? What benefit do you get on the rare occasion that you don't feel well and you end up needing to stay home from and not go to the gym? What benefits do you get from that? I get a boatload more time because suddenly I don't have to go <laughs> to the gym. Um, and yeah, and just rest. Like, I'm always, I'm always tired. So, like, an extra 
hour, hour and a half to rest, recover, and then not feel crappy later. That's a huge benefit. I'm assuming on top of it, and this is one that I think any parent would probably agree with, is is probably setting a good example for their kids, right? Yeah. In terms of, it's so interesting. I, I'm not a parent, but one thing that I consistently see with you know my mom and with other parents is that they want their children to be proud of them and they want to set a good example for their children. And uh, it's it's almost the easiest thing in the world to find out what the right answer is when you start to think, well, what example do I want to set for my child? Um, and when I say this, I mean it's the easiest thing to find out what the right answer is. It doesn't necessarily mean it's easy to actually do it, but it's easy to find out what the right answer is. And um, the cool part is I think you outlined exactly what the right answer is. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Uh, it also doesn't mean that it's right for other people. I think that's a really important point, and that's why I was very – I'm being honest when I when I ask you what you think the right option is and what you think the right decision is. Um, from what I've heard from you is you're very consistent. You're very mindful of, of what you're doing. It doesn't seem to me – tell me if I'm wrong here. Is, is it an accurate statement to say that going to the gym and working out for you is not – it's not difficult for you to go work out. It would be more difficult for you to not work out. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. So many other people have the opposite issue, right? Where it's like the idea of going to the gym is like, oh, absolutely not, right? So, and this is what I mean. Other people might have a very different right answer. But for you, I think you outlined it perfectly, Jenny. I think you are very clear and objective and thoughtful with knowing this is emotionally what I want to do and these are the the potential issues that come with it and this is logically and objectively the right answer for me and these are the benefits that come with it. So I, the that's the cool part. We now know what to do. The not so cool part is it doesn't make it easier to do it, right? Like it's still going to be yeah. difficult. It, and I will say, and I, I made a post about this on Instagram today, and and you've probably heard me talk about it before. There's something inherently motivating in knowing that you'll not always be motivated. I, I think this goes for this as well, right? There's something inherently empowering in knowing ahead of time that this will not be an easy decision to make. But once you make it, you'll be proud of yourself. You'll be you'll be more primed to make it subsequently in, in future endeavors, in future times, in future things outside of this as well, not just with working out. But I very it's one of the reasons why I'm doing 300 push-ups a day. One of the reasons I'm doing 300 push-ups a day, and I've said this before, is because it's just very difficult. I don't want to do it. But by having by forcing myself to do something I don't want to do every single day, I'm ingraining the habit of doing something I don't want to do. And oftentimes making that a habit can be the best thing we can do for ourselves because then the next time that's a, a situation, doesn't even have to be a similar situation, but a situation crops up in which in our gut we know what the right decision is, but we're not actually following through on it because it's the harder decision then you are you're more accustomed to your it's more habitual for you to make that harder decision does that make sense yeah it is yeah
so so how do you feel right now about going forward, moving forward? Like how do you feel about what you need to do? Um it definitely feels clearer, yeah. Um that thing tops it out. Um, <laughs> I also feel that maybe I need to kind of like we talked before about like the bright lines, like I gonna mm-hmm. do this or this. Like maybe I need to give myself something else to do if I'm gonna skip the gym. So there's like there's an actual solid like okay I'm not doing that but I'm gonna do this. I love um, that. I love that. What what do you think some good ones would be? Um, take a nap for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> a massive win. Um, or even just like reading a book or whatever and just saying like I'm not gonna do it, but I'm not gonna waste the time by just like faffing around I'm gonna have (laughs) something else specific that I'm gonna do which is restful um yeah and just have like a defined time like so that time that I would be in the gym I'm gonna use for something else even if it's just sleeping and then I still feel like I've done something useful and productive I guess that would really help me to like let go of and not have that feeling of sitting at home thinking, like, oh, I should have gone, I should have gone, I should have gone. Because, like, now, okay, I'm actually doing something good about it. I think that's great. And one thing that – so one of the the methods of productivity that I use – have you heard of me talk about the one three five method before? Uh, vaguely, yeah. I don't really know much about it, but yes. I've so so th- my one three five method, just very briefly, I have one thing every day that I call my do-or-die priority. Every day, this is the one thing that has to get done. It's usually oftentimes the most important and oftentimes the most time intensive, and it must get done that day. And if that's all I accomplished that day, it was a successful day. The next three things, so that was the number one. The number three things, these are my daily medication is what I call them. They're important. They likely have to be done sometime soon, but they're not essential to be done today. So I have three things in my daily medication that once the do or die activity is over, then do or die is done, then I can go to the daily medication. Under the daily medication, I have five things. This is the one, three, five. The, 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 I'm sorry, under the daily medication, I have my nap time activities is what I call them. So for my nap time activities, these are things that I could do instead of procrastinating. So instead of taking a nap, I could answer emails. I could answer comments. I could go into my DMs. I could, uh, I could read, whatever it is, something that instead of just doing something I shouldn't do it be doing. So this is the one, three, five method. It works very well for me. Um, and sort of the, this that I would sort of extract and maybe bring over to you is the three things. Like, so you have the daily medication, take those three things and maybe make a list of three to five things for yourself that any of those three to five things are amazing options for you to do if you decide that you want to stay home from working out, it could be sleeping. That could be one of them. It could be reading a book. It could be playing with your children. It could be listening to a podcast. Who knows? It could be any of these things. You And you get to decide. But this way you have a list of ready-made things. So like I can either do this, 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 or this. And you can choose. You can say, all right, and I want to finish this book or I want to go play with my children. Who knows? It's completely and utterly up to you. There's no wrong answer here. But now this way you still have a plan and it helps keep you on track in some way. What do you think about that? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Sounds really good. So what I do every morning when I wake up is I 
I write down my essentially like my one, three, fives, my to-do list for the day. Um, and then, and that way I have a pretty clear outline, but maybe what you would like to do is pre-write this. So pre-write it and pre-write either maybe have it on your journal next to your bed or put it on your refrigerator or something. Just have this list on, on a piece of paper or in a journal near you so that when you wake up and you're like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to the gym today because I know it's the right thing to do. Then you can say, all right, so which one of these things am I going to do? I have nap. I have read a book, listen to a podcast, play with my children, whatever. And you get to choose either one of those. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, that would really help. I think. I love that. I think it's a great idea. Is the, is there anything else that you, that uh, you'd like to discuss or I can help you with? I mean, I think I have to say I'm I'm impressed with with many of the things that you've said and that you do, not least of which being I think you don't give yourself enough credit to be quite candid with you. I I think you are very consistent in the gym. I think you clearly have uh, have found ways to maintain a healthy relationship with food and it's i'm assuming it's improving and it's improved uh and that you're getting stronger and you're doing everything you can to uh be a good parent and do all of these things at the same time from everything that you've said it sounds like you are doing a very good job you're progressing you're getting better but you're also being very hard on yourself and being uh, you're comparing yourself to other people and um I just want you to know I'm impressed with everything that you've done and I think that you should make it a daily practice to be aware of how far you've come and where you are and how well you're doing because if you don't recognize how well you're doing, then it's very easy to be too hard on yourself. Wow, yeah. Well, well thank you for all of that. It's kind of blown me away. Um, yeah, there's a lot of truth in that. I can, I can see, like, I always want, always want to do more and do better, and it's hard to just sort of uh, applaud the little victories that we've got going, because, um, yeah, I mean, it, you're right, I have come very far, like, nutrition-wise, about, yeah, a decade ago, 10 to 15 years ago, I was, like, also in the depths of eating disorders and stuff so it's come like a really long way from there to be able to just enjoy food for the most part without going overboard there's still certain things which I just can't <laughs> can't have around me but yeah I can deal with that and um so yeah I'm really pleased with that and um as I say yeah I have been making progress and not freaking out about getting every single workout in um but yeah there's making progress but i'm not perfect yet <laughs> believe it or not me either <laughs> well jordan work harder then <laughs> I, I i think that it's incredible for anyone to, to come from having struggling with disordered eating to to get to a point which they're much better with food i think that's huge because many people never get out of that it would sort of be like if uh if someone was struggled with alcoholism and many people never get out of alcoholism right they're just stuck in that forever and it's their demise so 
that same thing with disordered eating, same thing with, same thing with struggling with never exercising with being like, you just never work out like you and you know, you should, you know, you want to, you know, it's the right thing to do, but you just never do it. And oftentimes that leads to a lot of more negative habits, negative, negative circumstances as a result. Anytime you go from one extreme towards to go further and further away from that one extreme towards getting more balance and more health, it's huge accomplishment. And, and not only is it, is it a huge accomplishment to get away from it, but it's a huge accomplishment to maintain your distance from it. So the fact that you haven't re, a relapse is a very real thing. It is a very real thing. And some people might be like, well, yeah, of course it's real. But like you, you I think we overlook how real it is and we don't really understand the, the consequences of it. We can, we oftentimes only look at progress as going down on the scale, increasing your strength in the gym by lifting more weight, but we forget that maintenance is progress. We forget that keeping that distance away from from where you were is progress. So every day that you stay there, every day that you you stay right where you are is progress, and you have to remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a great reminder at the moment, like looking at the scale, just staying where it is for the last few weeks. I'm just, yeah, it's good to be reminded of that. I think we all need that reminder sometimes. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, Jenny, thank you for having a wonderful, open, and honest conversation with me. Um, I would really love to to continue to hear how you're doing, so please keep me updated and, and posted on everything. Um, I hope you know I'm always here to help. You know that, yeah? Absolutely, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Of course. This evening, this afternoon for you. But yeah. Yeah. I know it's late on your end, so so I'll let you go. But thank you so much. And uh, I'm always here to help. So anything you need, please let me know. Yeah, will do. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good night. Cheers. Bye. That wraps it up for this episode of the Jordan Zayat Mini Podcast. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon.